When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Adam Jones, Christian Arkin, here until midnight, taking all your phone calls, 617-779-0985. We'll get to this week in social media, hashtag Twism, with Arkan coming your way about a half an hour from now. Joining us right now on the Volkswagen Dealers Expert Hotline is our buddy Brian Robb of Mass Live. B-Rob, it's been a rough 24 hours for me after the Celtics uh, stomped out Miami last night and everybody's been giving love and too much love to Marcus Smart in my estimation. Why did the Celtics win that game last night? Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart. Is that really your answer? No, no, that's not my answer. Okay, good. Um, (laughs) Good. Don't do that to me. Um, I don't feel, I don't want to yell at you, B-Rob. Don't do that to me. Yeah, it's been a rough, you've had a rough time, but we're going to try to go easy on you here. Um, for me, no, I mean, no, I mean, night, tell me, tell me what you really feel. I just, I'm gonna tell you back. That's all. If it's really Marcus Smart, I'll just argue with you. That's fine. Yeah, Marcus Smart in the first half of that game was not a net negative, but certainly his shot selection was brutal. So the people that are, you know, pointing to Smart, I mean, he was fantastic in the second half, but that was a situation where the game was essentially in hand already, and he was, you know, helped get them to the finish line, got hot from three, whatever. To me, they won that game last night because. I honestly think that offensively, they're just going to tear apart this Miami team. Okay, so can because... I? So I, I actually wholeheartedly agree with you. Why uh, Miami's a good defensive team? Why are they going to tear them apart? Because it's just the Celtics don't. I feel like they don't miss anymore. Like I know that's that's an oversimplification, but I feel like they don't miss regardless of who they're going against. Why, why are they going to carve up this team? Because I don't think Miami's a good defensive team, but they don't have. The, the horses, like one through five, and certainly the horses off the bench, just to match up with a well-oiled Celtics offense right now that are able to get open threes whenever they want. And so last night in particular, they got going midway through the first quarter. Why? What happened then? Tyler Hero came in the game, huge defensive liability. Dwayne Denman came into the game, someone who can't contain anyone in the pick and roll right now. And Victor Oladipo, I'm sorry, he's like, pretty close to washed up i mean no, he wasn't I, even he's in the rotation he's been bad he has been he's so, been tough to watch i agree and like grant williams Payne pritchard um you know Derek white those guys aren't world beaters but they're uh, like they're far better two-way players than all these guys except for hero and so hero is going to have to play and so the Celtics are going to go after him defensively and then you just look down the rest of the way like max Struess, gabe vincent like yeah those are fine in the regular season if you're Spolster and can scheme things up defensively, throw in some zone, like, you know, kind of play the system. But against talent-wise, what the Celtics have right now, and Tatum and Brown and Al Horford's shooting the lights out this postseason, and, and Smart obviously has had his moments too. Like, it's there's too much ground to cover there. And I think, like, these, these open shots aren't going to go away for them, Jones. And so in a seven-game series, like, I don't think that – I think they're going to win this series with offense more than their defense. So – I agree. I, in fact, I think that's how it went against Brooklyn, too, in the first round. I think their offense was great against Brooklyn, and some of that is because Brooklyn is just horrible defensively. But I didn't think the Celtics' defense was great against Brooklyn. I thought it was a lot better in the second round uh, against Milwaukee and, you know, everybody not named Giannis. But 
It's interesting. See, to me, and a lot of this is hinging on health for Miami, but I think of it and I go, well, they have Butler. They have Adebayo. They have Lowry. They have Tucker. Those should be some high-level defenders, but Tucker's limping around. Who the hell knows what Lowry's going to look like? Butler's obviously come to play, but Bam's been a ghost, and I feel like, and not that he's going to help guard the the three-point line, but like I feel like they have to get him going at both ends of the floor because he's been a ghost. No question. They have no chance if Bam is not, like, cracking double digits in points. And even in, in game one, like, he had his moments defensively, but they need him to go for, like, 18, 20 points a game, like, make it look like 2020 bubble again. But here's the big problem, like, doing that against Al Horford and Rob Williams, and to his credit, even Grant Williams, who obviously has come a long way defensively, that's a far different situation than doing it against Daniel Tice, who can't even, you know, get into this game, obviously, when the Celtics are at full strength. And so... The, the between those guys just, you know, obviously being a threat. And then, okay, if, if Bam even gets the switches, like, who is he taking advantage of here? Like, Tatum? Like, Jalen Brown? Even Smart? Like, there's there's no weak spots for the Heat to go after to get a guy like Bam going. And so, from that standpoint, it's it's just going to be tough for the Heat offense to keep pace with what the Celtics offense can do. Like, both these teams are going to be able to score, but the Heat just don't have the options to create enough, I think, especially with shot creation against this Celtics defense. I mean, I go back to the the regular season game, the last time the Celtics lost two in a row, and that was against Miami. The Celtics didn't have the time lord in that game. He was the only guy missing. So they had Grant, they had Horford. I mean, Adebayo was really good in that game. And my recollection was he was really good in that game. He had 17, 12, and 8. Butler and Lowry both scored in the 20s. Like, look, I mean, I'm already nervous for Miami that they're going to go exactly like Milwaukee last round. You know what you're going to get out of Butler, just like you knew what you were going to get out of Giannis, but you have no idea out of anybody else. And, you know, to the Celtics' credit, you you don't always know who's going to go every night for the season. It'll probably be Tatum, it'll probably be Brown, and it'll probably be somebody else. And and right now, that's just that's that's more than enough to keep this going, it feels like. Exactly, because with the, the Heat right now, Max Drews, Gabe Vincent, like, you don't know, like, Gabe Vincent's probably had, like, a good series so far for yes. him, and it, it hasn't mattered. <laughs> like, it's just, like, it's not even close to enough when you just look at, you know, Tucker, injury-wise, is probably not going to be close to full strength. Lowry, I think he's been terrible all postseason jumps, even when they've, like, well, he's only, with this injury. How many games has he played? It, it wasn't many, right? I think he played three in that heat in the in, in, in the, the Atlanta, series. In the Atlanta series, yeah. I think, exactly. I think that's, that's really all it was, yeah. And then he came back, and then he came back for a game and a half against the Sixers and was just not bad there, and they sat him down again. So, again, he's had a week off here. There's a lot of miles in those tires. I certainly don't expect him to come in and, and score 25 points in that game. And so you're pretty much dependent on Hero going nuts or, or Victor Oladipo, like, turning back the clock three or four years. And we all saw a taste of Duncan Robinson last night, too. And that, I don't think, is going to get you – like, he uh, just has lost the magic touch as well this year. All right, so you think it's over? Yeah, I mean, I had I had Celtics in six here. And I don't – I mean, certainly that he could come in here and tomorrow night and make me have edit go over my face right now. But I honestly think the Celtics – this might be, I think the last round was potentially the East Finals in terms of, like, talent level. Even without Middleton there, I just think the Bucks defensively are just the, the much tougher team for, for matchup-wise for the Celtics, I think, yeah, see, that's, Miami right now. That's crazy, right? I, I because Miami's a better defensive team, but Milwaukee might have been a tougher matchup. I mean, that's, that's, not, that's a good way of putting it. Yes, it's just like you have the Giannis factor, and for as good as Butler is, I think the Celtics are, have – breathe a huge sigh of relief in these games in terms of like the toll of having to contain Giannis for 48 minutes for 
for all these games. And then Brooke, him and Brooke Lopez, like, just, you know, guarding the hoop. And I think the fact that Bam Adebayo, I mean, he's a good defender, but he's certainly not a defensive presence that those guys are down low in terms of being a deterrent at the rim. And so if, 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 if that opens up for them, and then with Tatum and Brown, I think that the one other thing, too, in this series, Jones, is like Jimmy Butler, he's not really guarding those guys a lot. I think he's trying to save himself defensively. You'll see him on uh, other guys over the course of the game. And so if, if that's going to be the case, then Tatum and Brown, like one of those guys are going to go off most nights here because – P.J. Tucker's not going to slow him down enough. Like, Max Struess, like, Oladipo, they don't have enough there to keep both those guys in check. And then, from that standpoint, I think the, the Bucks had a better defensive scheme to do that against those guys. Yeah, so uh, Butler did not spend a, time on t- a ton of time on Tatum last night, which is odd, especially because Tucker left the game. He spent less than a minute on Tatum. He got a, he got a good amount of time on Jalen Brown, but not a ton of time on Tatum. And, and look, that is, that's an adjustment I would make, especially if Tucker isn't 100%. More more Butler on Tatum, because Butler gave him problems at the end of game one. I, I, Butler had Tatum hanging his head at the end of game one, blocking him in the quarter. He, he scared him into that brick that Tatum had at the end of the fourth quarter of game one. So I would do more of that as well. Uh, let me ask you, B-Rod, since, uh, since I know you think the series is already over. Um, when it comes to their resiliency, who gets credit for that? I was reading uh, Brian Windhorst earlier today. He said, you know, they've, they haven't lost two in a row. Obviously, three of those wins have been on the road. They're averaging after a loss, 17 point margin of victory, which is just wild. Who who gets the most credit for that resiliency? I think you have to go email, right? I mean, what's, what's changed the most of this team? And like, this is something going back to I me. Mean, it goes all the way back to January in terms of they haven't lost two in a row with like the regulars since the middle of January, which is absolutely nuts. And for as rough as that game five loss was against the Bucks, like I mean, I'll admit, like I had I had their season over column pre written ahead of game six because that's just a game that you you don't come back from usually and winning on the road in Milwaukee against the defending champs there, like that's just incredibly tough to do. But Ime from I think Jump Street after that game was like, you know, kinda laid out straight, like, yeah, this hurts a lot, but guess what? Like this isn't over, like we had them beat and I think, you know, there's been a lot of growing pains with, with this team over the years. Maybe that experience, you know, kind of added up and helped out guys like Tatum Brown and Smart to get that perspective and obviously all the collapses they had in the first half of the season. But I give a lot of the credit here to, you know, Imudoka just to, like, empowering these guys, you know, being real with them all year long and then, you know, obviously having the right game plan and having them play free in those moments. Well- well, and I, I agree. I mean, my answer would be Tatum. Like, I think Tatum has reached his potential, but I think Ime let him do it. Like, I don't think I don't right. think he would have reached his potential under Brad, and I do think Ime Udoka gives a lot of, or deserves a lot of credit, too, for just the way they respond. You know, like, I mean, Tatum's the one who responded in game six against Milwaukee, but Udoka was sitting there going, you know, look, like, we, we, we shouldn't have lost that game. Like, we're in a good spot. Like, that calming presence, even though Brad seemed very calm and stoic on the sidelines it seems like it seems like the way Udoka handles them uh gets better results it just does he's Brian Robb you can check him out at Mass Live you can follow him on Twitter at Brian T Robb B Rob as always we appreciate the time especially on a Friday night thanks so much and thanks Jones